This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So let's cut right to the chase. Small caps are coming off their best month ever. And that's all small caps, both value and growth. But value did pretty well last month as well. Vanguard's small cap value ETF that I've talked about in the past, it's ticker VBR, that was up 19% over the last month. But after years of underperformance, you know, the value small caps are still cheap. Because let's be honest, over the last two years, it's been pretty pathetic. That's the word I would use. The VBR, for instance, that one is up just 4.8% over the last two years. Now, let's remind ourselves what the S&P 500, which is basically the large cap index, that was up 32.8% over those two years. And the NASDAQ, even better, as you might imagine, tech-heavy NASDAQ, up 68.3%. So I own the VBR in my portfolio and I've had it in there. I've dollar cost averaged for at least 10 years. I've been building my position in there. I don't think I've bought any shares, however, in the last two years. I'd have to go back and check because I kind of just stopped there. Uh, you get pretty demoralized when it, the you know thing you're buying doesn't go up at all. It's just kind of sitting there. It has been paying me a small dividend. So there's that. But over the last month, I finally got, you know, this 19% move. But as I said, things are still really cheap on the small cap land, and there's still a lot of value there. So the VBR, for instance, isn't even back to its five-year highs yet. Even with the 19% move last month tells you how much it's lagging, that it's still not busting out to even five-year highs. So it makes me do, do wonder... You know, what is going to happen going forward here into 2021? Could this finally be the year of small cap value? Because now it's getting some momentum going into there. We've had a couple false alarms over the last couple of years where it looked like small cap value might start to turn it around and still has failed to do so. So this could be possibly the year that it does so. And I say that because. They are really cheap, but some of the fundamentals are looking quite strong for some of these small caps. So I wanted to run a screen again to find some small cap values and to kind of see what was going on there. So I ran one with a market cap of under $1.5 billion because I felt like that was big enough to give us enough small caps. I originally thought of going up to $2 billion, but then thought, no, that's going to be a little too large, maybe so I ended up at 1.5. Some people would screen for under a billion. That would be, you know, much smaller companies. But I wanted to make sure we were getting some. So I went up to 1.5. Then I did a PE under 15. And then I added the Zach's ranks of number one, the strong buys, and the number two buys. And hopefully that would give us the rising earnings estimates. I love putting the Zach's rank in there because it's like kind of the secret sauce. It's not just small caps with value then, it's small caps with value plus something good going on with the earnings, at least hopefully being on the rise. Doesn't mean year over year they're up, but hopefully analysts seeing something good and bullish on them 
going forward into the future that they're raising those earnings estimates. So when I ran that screen, it gave me 164 companies, and that's much more than I thought I would get. So I felt like that was too many, and I wanted to narrow it down. So I got a little greedy on the value component part of it, and I added a price to sales ratio under one. So PE under 15, price to sales ratio under one, and that still gave me 60 stocks. That's even more than I thought. I thought I might get, I don't know, 20 to 30 maybe with the screen, but no, there's quite a few number of small caps that have value that have the good ranks of number ones and number twos. So this is encouraging going into 2021, like I said, that there is value out there. Everybody's complaining all the time in financial media, on t TV, and in articles, and on Twitter about how the, nothing is of value, everything's overvalued, and it's all like Salesforce or companies you know, with huge market caps with no earnings and all of that. Well, maybe they need to do a screen on small cap value, and they're going to find at least 60 companies that are with good Zach's ranks that are also cheap. So what are these companies? I picked out five and I tried to pick out some names that maybe we haven't covered recently um, on the podcast because some of the names are still gonna be the same because uh, if you're cheap a couple months ago, you're probably still cheap today, but I did find, like I said, a couple of interesting picks. So let's dive right in because I know you want these stock picks. So the first one is Bassett Furniture. B-S-E-T is the ticker. I've talked about many different kinds of um, home type of stocks, including other furniture companies. They do keep making the list. This was not the only one, but I don't think I've ever talked about Bassett before. Um, you might know Bassett if you've gone you know, and bought like a new couch or, you know, other kind of furniture because they're a well-known name in the furniture industry. So they have a PE right now of 13.4. Their price to sales ratio is 0.4 and they are very small, market cap of just 159 million. But as you might imagine, they're doing quite well right now. So in their third quarter report, that was through August, they said business had boomed since Memorial Day. And they um, saw wholesale rate order rates for September, even though that was outside of the third quarter, that was still up 39% year over year. Wholesale is usually the orders that you get from like the big furniture stores or like a Macy's or someone like that is ordering um, these orders from Bassett. But they still saw this you know, continuing in September into October. And so they raised their dividend in October. Yeah, they're paying a dividend, even this small little cap, and it's yielding 3.1% right now. So a lot is going good for them. Now they have had supply chain, chain disruptions as a lot of the furniture manufacturers had at like upholstery plants. And um, even in their corporate headquarters, Bassett said that they had to like shut down corporate operations for a while there in the summer when they had a COVID outbreak. And we could be seeing some of that happening here in the fourth quarter again with any of the furniture manufacturers, um, especially obviously if they're in North America of some sort and not necessarily in Asia. But uh, again, COVID will have some interruptions in the business, but the underlying demand is still there. 
And who knows how long this is going to go and how long we're going to be buying stuff for our homes. But it looks like it's going until into 2021 with this trend. So shares are up 4.7% on the year. They did have the big rally off the lows, but, you know, again, not altogether expensive, still cheap here. They also have a peg of 0.84. So that is cheap value plus growth. There's only one analyst on Bassett on Zax.com, so it's very lightly followed. Keep that in mind as we go along. Okay, number two is Beezer Homes. They're a home builder, ticker BZH. I've covered many home builders. I'm not sure I've done Beezer yet on the podcast. I think I'll just do all the smaller home builders at some point on the podcast. But they have a market cap of 451 million. They are cheap with a PE of 7.5. Price to sales is just 0.2. Year to date, these shares are up 2.7%. They're not back to their highs yet even. So bees are a little more of a value versus some of the other home builders. For this fiscal year, 2021, uh, earnings expect to be up just 2.1%, but fiscal 2022 up 25%. So starting to see big uh, gains in the earnings as home builders having record backlogs and great order books right now. And that is continuing into 2021 as these mortgage rates remain low. Beezer only has one analyst as well on Zax.com, so it's not highly followed like some of the bigger home builders are either. Okay, switching over to a different industry with number three pick, Westlake Chemical, WLKP is the ticker there. I've talked about them in the past, but it's been a while because they have been cheap for a while. So they're a maker of petrochemicals, vinyls, polymers, and building products. It's global. They have operations in North America, Europe, and Asia, and Um, This area is a play on the recovery. All chemical companies are because as the global economy reopens and the recovery takes place when we get these vaccines, that means there's going to be big demand on the industrial side. So that's Westlake Chemical. Their market cap is $747 million, so a little bit bigger, but still small. PE of 10.8, price to sales of 0.8. Earnings this year expected to be up 11.3% and just 1.8% in 2021. So analysts being a little conservative about next year so far, they are paying a dividend and have paid one um, many quarters in a row now. They did not end it completely during the pandemic. And we have the yield yielding 8.9%, but I think it matters on which quarter because they only paid out 27 cents this last quarter. But still, even if that yield is a little off, it's still yielding a very nice um, higher dividend yield here with Westlake Chemical. But they're paying you to hold on and be in there. So year to date, these shares are down 16.7% still. That's why they're paying you with that dividend to be loyal, right? Because they're still... Um, struggling a bit as everybody wanted to be in the pandemic plays. They did not want to be in the reopening plays, but that may be changing as we go forward here into 2021. Okay, stock number four is called Technoglass. TGLS is the ticker, and it's T-E-C-N-O, 
G-L-A-S-S. And I'd never heard of this company, but apparently they're in Colombia. Yes, South or uh, Central America. So this is a foreign company, but they make architectural glass and glass for windows and aluminum products. And they have a market cap of 286 million. The PE is just 7.7 and the price to sales is 0.7. So earnings this year expected to be up 13% in 2020 and another 22% in 2021. It's not uh, well known by many of us on the street. It trades with pretty low volume on just slightly under 100,000 shares a day. But we have four to five analysts on it on Zax.com. So decent number of analysts on this foreign company. Year to date, the shares are down 27.5%, still up off those lows. But uh, this is kind of one of those uh, foreign cheap stocks that not a lot of people know. And you can get it, as I said, with a PE of just 7.7. They do pay a dividend. So I like that, especially on a foreign company, because it's hard to it's hard to make money just appear out of thin air to give out to shareholders. So the dividend is yielding 1.9%. So I like that, that there is a dividend. So that's Technoglass TGLS. And then I'm going to wrap it up. I tried to find some kind of technology company because I know everybody wants tech. And so why not small cap tech value? Is there any small cap tech value? I tried to find one and I was able to find one, but not totally in the area you might think. So the fifth stock is E plus technology. See, there's that tech name in there. E plus technology, ticker plus, P-L-U-S. They have a market cap of 1.1 billion, so slightly bigger than some of these others. And what they are is a consultative technology solutions company in security, cloud, and data centers. They're in the US, Europe, and Asia Pacific. They're over 30 years old now, and they're headquartered in Virginia with about 1,400 associates. So they're a tech consulting firm, essentially. So I, I did get tech, just not in the areas you might have been thinking, right? Um, so PE, 14.2, so just below our 15 times price to sales of 0.7. Year-to-date, these shares are up 0.4%. So just about a little over breaking even for the year, finally. Uh, earnings supposed to be down 3.3% in fiscal 2021, but up 6.3% in fiscal 2022. Their uh, revenue for this last quarter, I took a look because I was wondering what that was looking like. So sales were up 5.2% in the second quarter. And they do have some service revenues that was up 2.8%, but the service revenues is much smaller percentage of the total. So that's not the, the real key thing. Over two years, these shares are up just 3.5%. So they've really gone nowhere in two years and they do not pay a dividend. So they're not paying you anything to hold on while they're going nowhere. So this is one of the problems with small caps and now that they haven't done anything for the last couple of years is that you can get into a small cap position like E plus 
where it's going nowhere for two years and you're not getting a dividend and you're you're just basically way underperforming the other areas of the market. So this is what makes it so difficult right now to be a small cap investor. So some of the keys to the value small caps is to try to get them, uh, this is obvious here, as cheap as you can. So E plus at a PE of maybe nine or 10 times might be much more attractive to me as an investor than at 14 times for those particular earnings. Um, so maybe E plus is just, just not cheap enough. Also remember with the small caps, and this is what makes them riskier and harder to deal with as well, is that there's just fewer analysts on them. So E plus, we do have two estimates on, on E plus. So hopefully there's two analysts on them, but usually there's just one, maybe, maybe two or three, but a lot of the small caps have just one analyst. And so with fewer analysts, that means more work for you and me to do they're riskier because you have to go do your own research and figure out what's going on with the company. You have to listen to those conference calls. You can't just wait for an upgrade from some analyst who's seeing something good. Maybe you have to attend the investor day um, conferences that they're having, not the analysts. And so that makes it harder too. And then some small cap companies don't even have an investor day. Some won't really tell you much at all in between the earnings reports. And so that makes it more difficult. But one of my advice to you, if you really want to invest in the small caps, because I like them too. I think there's a lot of interesting small cap companies that are unknown that could be big winners over the course of a decade or more if you know what where you're looking, if you know what you're doing and um, you can find the hidden gems in there. But some of that means, you know, maybe finding companies where you do know something about the industry. So, you know, E plus technology, I don't know that much about tech consulting. So that probably isn't the place for me. I do tend to follow much more of what's going on, say, with the home builders or maybe with retail. So maybe those are the small caps I need to be in versus something outside of my comfort zone. And otherwise, you can just buy the basket, buy the ETF, buy the VBR, the Vanguard small cap value index. I, as I said, already own that one. But some of the indexes make it easier so that you don't have to be a genius. You can just buy the whole basket of them. And then if something goes wrong in one of them, you have the others to fall back on, basically. And uh, I guarantee you that things will go wrong with some of the small caps. So that's what makes it more difficult. Also, with the 60 stocks we got here, because we have the Zacks rank in there and we're looking for rising earnings estimates, they are being uh, heavily weighted into certain industries that are hotter right now. And you can see that because we continue to get home builders, anything home related, these furniture companies. Um, there's like a title insurer that always shows up in there that I've talked about on a prior podcast, like anything related to home buying, some of the, um, Realtors, the brokerage firms are back in there. I've talked about them in the past. I guess I could do a whole podcast on small cap value home stocks. And, you know, things are going good on that 
across the board in that industry. And that's why you see the rising earnings estimates and the Zacks rank picking up on that trend that is heading into 2021. So not all the stocks obviously out of the 60 were in these groups, but a, a nice chunk of them are. So keep that in mind too, when you're looking around, uh, there are some ETFs you can invest in for just to get just the home home area, including the home builders. So you might want to check out those as well, but that'll include the larger cap stocks as well. So small cap value, this could be the play into 2021. I'm going to keep looking at it as we go into the new year. But let me recap these stocks again. So we had Bassett, that's Bassett Furniture, B-S-E-T is the ticker, Beezer Homes, you got to buy the house and then you'll get the furniture, right? B-Z-H is Beezer. Then we had Westlake Chemical, WLKP. We had Technoglass, which is out of Columbia, TGLS. Then we had E Plus, our tech stock, PLUS. And that ETF for the Vanguard small caps is V as in Victor, B as in Boy, R as in Robert. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the Value Investor Podcast. I'll be bringing you value stocks into 2021, and it's looking interesting and exciting heading into 2021. So don't miss our upcoming episodes on further stocks and what to look for into 2021. You can get us on SoundCloud with the Market Edge, but you can also get us as a standalone on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.